0: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today.
1: Hello, I'm Craig and welcome to another episode of Football Kit Memories, the football podcast that gets under the shirt. In today's episode, I'm joined by football writer, Andy Lane. During our chat, I find out how being laid up in a hospital bed was the motivation behind Andy starting the Alba Matter website in 2020. Andy uses his background in education and growth mindset coaching as inspiration for his writing, and it's his personal outlook that makes these articles covering mainly Scotland's men and women's national teams so interesting. Andy also shares light on the excellent poem he wrote that was published by the Scottish FA the night before the Czech Republic game at Euro 2020. He had a very special guest you might remember if you listen to the podcast. Later, I asked Andy to pick out three of his favourite football shirts and tell me a little bit about what they mean to him. Andy shared some great memories as we reminisced about reading football annuals cover to cover and the same football VHS titles till they were worn out. We started in Mexico in 1986 in the great home shirt El Diego wore to dazzle defenders at the tournament. Our travels took us next to Turin and the Bianconeri stripes worn by Baggio, Ravinelli and Viali. and we finished in glamorous Kenilworth Road, the home of Luton Town. Remember, you can listen to this and other episodes of Football Kit Memories on all major audio platforms including Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Please do like, follow, share but above all, please do enjoy the podcast. Okay, so today on the podcast, I'm delighted to say I'm joined by a football writer, Andy Lane. How you doing, mate?
2: I'm doing well, Craig. Thanks for having me on. Mate, it's
1: great to have you here. Been wanting to have a chat with you for a long time. Um, so mate, you're you're the man behind uh website Alba People might know you from socials too. Tell me a bit more about it.
2: Yeah, sure. So Alba um came about in kind of April twenty twenty. Um, from a hospital bed of all places because I was itching for something to do, yeah and um, take my mind off things and I'd always taken to writing so I started writing about Billy Gilmore um, who had just kind of burst onto the scene as the saying goes uh, as Micah Richards put it and you know, blew me away alongside everybody else so I just started writing and from that I started thinking about Scotland's midfield and wrote about that and because I'm a tutor for growth mindset, I kind of folded in what I knew about that and education, and one thing led to another, and I'm still going. So that's that's the short and sweet version there, Craig. I'm not sure how much more in-depth you want to go. <laughs> well, very much so. I think I think
1: it's very interesting, the stuff you do. Um, I think it's, I would say, I mean, look, this is for you to tell me, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I'd say it's very, very varied in, in kind of like the way you approach so it's not your traditional football blog I don't think some of the articles you write are very kind of varied and especially you, you bring a lot of your own personal background into these articles that you put out I think John enjoy. Sure,
2: it? yeah I think like well I kind of let the cat out of the bag when I said I was in a hospital bed but that very much like I've got three kids young family and it was a kind of scary moment so um, my wife and I kind of had to reevaluate things and do you know? Honestly, man, like I think it was more for me—a kind of therapy—and I was really pleased that people were were reading it and responding to it. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, I wasn't claiming to be doing anything necessarily new, but the only thing I could bring was what I knew about uh, my working world and professional life and personal life, and just kind of write about what you know. Yeah. Uh, so so that was kind of that's been the mantra if there ever has been. Uh, a mantra behind album Matters that which I suppose varies so so much because you try and fold in um lots of things you know like education is so broad that really you can talk about it in any kind of sphere you want you know whether it be inclusion which is very much something close to my heart or um and and something that, that football as an industry is kind of getting a hold of now <laughs> you know they're they're um are recognising that they could be more inclusive places and I think that's that's a really lovely thing yeah. so you know with that for example is something that I know about I can write about and I also love football so I try to kind of marry those two two worlds really yeah. Um that's that's really it yeah and
1: it's not always just Scotland right Scotland is a big part of it but it's kind of like a, you know a wider kind of um, view on things too right
2: yeah, sure. So I had the name before I had anything, right? So I had Alba <laughs> Matter, that's a good name. I should, I should probably use that, you know. Yeah. Um, i had to Google what it currently to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> so, you. know, man, the only reason I knew what it meant is because my brother in law is a GP, right? And he okay. mentioned it one time, and I was like, oh, right, okay. So it's the stuff that goes around your brain and protects your brain and, you know, your spinal. It's quite important stuff, Alba Matter, you know. And obviously, Alba being Gaelic for for Scotland and stuff so I was like great name cool never do anything with it and then (laughs) that day kind of bought a website all in one thing and went for it but yeah you're right it's I'm Scottish so I can't be anything other than Scottish and I have a huge passion for the the Scotland national teams both the men's and the women's so Mm -hmm. uh, I've got three daughters as I said and we well the youngest is five right but the, the oldest is 11 and um, middle ones nine so they, they were at their Sterling Albion training camp today so you know they absolutely love football and it was a joy for me as their dad to start taking them along to the Scottish uh, women's teams games because the standard of football was just amazing and the role models and the fact that they all came down and, and spoke to the kids afterwards and everything you know it was just they
1: were.
2: I don't know if you've ever been to one man but I would, I would encourage you to go uh, because it's it's a really lovely environment, you know, for your, for your kids to to learn about football. I'm not saying the men's game is and absolutely love the men's game for different reasons, but I think that that was a lovely way for my kids to, and me to go somewhere that was like, not just the family stand somewhere. Do you know what I mean? It was like, you're, you're part of it. Um, and that was really cool when we did that together. So that was just for the qualified for the Euros. Um and, you know, we got to know all their names and everything like that. And Kim Little's been in my, my eldest wall for like four years, four or five years or something now. So, of course, she's really happy that she's doing so well in the Olympics and things like that. Um, I'd prefer she was doing so well for Scotland. So this is what it's like. It's It's not like I'm totally just about Scotland, but I'm very much like the angle is I'm Scottish and that's the way I see everything so like we'll cover teams that kind of basically Scottish players whatever they're playing is what we're looking at and ultimately I suppose we're looking at the national teams whether it be Scottish uh, women's national team or Scottish men's national team that's really what we're looking at so yeah everything's geared that way
1: yeah okay is it just you that writes to the website or is there a number of you
2: well there is there's there's there is like a team so um, there is just me that, that writes and but I quickly kind of, I spoke to my mate <laughs> I, bet I mentioned him and everything right uh, but Finlay Mark's right so he me and Finn are like really good mates he was my best man and stuff so we got way back and obviously he's he's been in the game like the you know top level at Copa 90 and, and working at the highest level for a long time and you know, now doing solo stuff. So he, he was video editing for, like, UEFA and FIFA and, you know, just everything that they were putting out. And it's, it was exceptional. So, like, I was like, oh, Finn's a good guy to get on board. And he's kind of stuck with it, which I just found really cool. So I think the biggest compliment I, I was given was, like, because I really trust what Finn says. Yeah, I don't know if you're the same, but, like, you really you've got a few mates that you just really trust <laughs> yeah, yeah. and uh, I was a bit hesitant to show him the Billy Gilmore article and he was a bit hesitant to read it because he was like oh man if this is crap like what do I, what does I say <laughs> you know but but then he got back to me and he was like he actually said that he was like I was so worried this was going to be crap but like I'm so relieved it's not and yeah so, so Finn got on board early and actually he was like, do you know what would be really cool would be if we did what, like, don't know if you ever listened to the Nutmeg. Yes, podcast I do. Yeah. And yeah. So they do lovely kind of red articles mm. and I love those. So um, I said to Finn, we should do something like that. And he was like, yeah, yeah, we should do something like that. And then he ended up just uh, recording it when he was furloughed and kind of, we did, the first three as audio versions. So that's Scotland's Midfield, Billy Gilmore, John McGinn, Scott McTominay, they're all audio um, versions as well as written. Okay. And so that all of a sudden we weren't just writing, we were doing audio stuff and then it, because Finn's passion is video and we used to watch every film under the sun, like when we were students together. So like that was naturally the next thing that we kind of went into. so kind of dabble with everything, but ultimately I write things, and and then I get it a Finn and he kind of makes it <laughs> sound and look good, you know. Right. So okay,
1: yeah. proper like multimedia team, I like that. So yeah, yeah, one mate. One of the things that I really wanted to talk to you about a project, a poem you wrote just before the Euros happened about Scotland and the kind of movement from. The Scottish mentality perhaps of defeatism into a more positive one, which obviously kind of reflects the the, the stuff that you do without the matter. And it was read by Pat Nevin, or at least half of it was. Do you want to tell me the story behind that and how, you know, how that all happened?
2: Sure. <laughs> Is this for it? See, you set me up here, so I'm going to say it on your behalf, like it was you who was a big partner, because you had them on the pod here. And I got in touch and I was like, Craig, if you don't mind me asking, like, how did you get in touch with Pat Nevin? Because Pat was always a big part of our thinking in terms of his approach to things. He was—he always came at things from a different angle. Yeah. And, like, I know Finn and I both really um, appreciated that about him. And, you know, he was... He's really hard to pin down, Pat Nevin. He's kind of an enigma, isn't he? And, like, he we there? just thought it... Yeah. yeah, a pissy man, man in demand. But I think that shows, like, there's a lot of people who enjoy listening to him. Mm. And we wanted somebody who represented, like, um, days gone by, you know, like, who who played for Scotland if possible, we just set our sights pretty high, and thought, well, that would be amazing, um, and honestly, like, Euro 92, and I wrote an article on this as well, so this was all there before we asked Pat, so. yeah. but um, Pat Nevin was my favourite player um, in Euro 92, you know, so he was, like, a tricky winger, and would dip a shoulder and go buy a player and go buy another player and get, you know, just a wonderful player to watch. Yeah. And as a young kid getting into football, I absolutely loved that. So, so eventually, yeah, you were kind of, you said, well, you could try this and we tried it and he got back and said, you know, I'd, I'd love to, can we have a chat? And you know, it was just the easiest thing. He really is such a friendly, lovely guy on the phone, a busy, busy man, as you said, like, he had the best excuses going in terms of, Andy, I can't even belong be long am you know, I'm on five live in five minutes or something. I'm like, okay, fair enough, Pat, that's fine. Um, but, you know, I, and I think the way, I wish we'd got in touch maybe a bit earlier, um, but the poem wasn't written earlier. Oh, wow. So like, yeah, so I was on the Tartan Scarf pod and I felt bad to Gordon Shiak yeah, because I was like, because Gordon's a pal and he was saying, so what are you doing for the Euros? And I was totally burnt out, man. I was knackered from the year at school. I just had an operation. I was like, I don't think I'm doing anything yeah. <laughs> Then there was the that newspaper that must not be named. Their headline was, what is it? Something about who? I Can't even remember now. Scott, Scott, uh, the no, who or something? Yeah, oh. Household names or something? And it yeah, was, yeah, 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 yeah. I can't even remember it now, but. It, It shouldn't have triggered me, and it did. And I went and wrote this poem in about half an hour. And I put my undergrads in commercial music, right? So I knew I can mix stuff and things like that fairly well. And so I put a track underneath it and um, cut it and sent it to Finn. And Finn listened to it in the bus in London and was like, I can see it forming in my mind. It needs to be video. I was like, cool, okay. And then we threw some names around. And Pat Nevin was honestly the first footballer we thought of. We just thought he would be brilliant for, for just representing what album Matter is all about, really, you know, um, kind of thinking, using using your noodle to to think a wee bit more, um, think different, you know, to, to mm-hmm. coin that apple phrase, <laughs> like uh, try and come at it from a different angle, and Pat was always really good at that. So, yeah, and in terms of splitting up the poem, it was just, I wish we did more time then to kind of, work on cadence and all that and kind of the delivery with the cut of the video and the sound because Pat was amazing and what he sent to us was brilliant and I, I said to him look Pat we just want you we do, I don't really want you like me telling you what to do like just you you interpret it you go for it and he did and it was yeah. wonderful um but the best thing about it was the first verse where he was like the older voice an ex-pro talking yeah. about days gone by where we just missed out and then when when I took over, it was like a, a new voice, a different voice. Um, and, and that Finn had the idea that way. And then we checked it with Pat and it really worked, you know? So anyway, it seemed to really work. People seemed to really enjoy it. I really yeah. liked it,
1: mate. How, how did it get picked up by um, the SFA? Because they tweeted it outright. Wasn't it the night before the first game against the Czechs? Is that right? Yeah,
2: man. Yeah, yeah, it was. And Finn and I were like... This is nuts. This is absolutely mental. Um so Album Art is basically completed. So I can retire at any point. <laughs> like that is, that is as good as it gets. Like <laughs> um, but I suppose the like if I told you stories like Finn and I used to get in for nights outright and play Pez, Pro Evo, mm. whatever you called it, um we would play it whatever iteration was out at that point, and we only went Scotland and we only tried to win the World Cup. Okay. So, like, we had been fans for forever, basically, complete anoraks. And, like, just to put us in context, I got married 2009, right? And Finn's opener to to my wedding speech, to his his wedding speech about me was, you know, it's been a long time coming. And uh, after eight or so years um, of ups and downs along the way, and peaks and troughs, and he kind of eked it out a wee bit more. And then, you know, people were thinking, oh, that's really nice, he's going to see Andy and Esther. And he anyway, went, I can finally report that last night, and this is true, Andy and I finally won the World Cup with Scotland on top players. You know? <laughs> so it was like, yes. Yeah. So we kind of came from there, and his wedding gift to me was the formation that we played with all the player names. That we had <laughs> <on>. <laughs> and uh, like a T-shirt of that. So uh, it's just... Like we to go from that just a pure fan, like someone who loves Scotland, mm. um, to then producing something on the eve of the first tournament in twenty three years that the national team pick up, it's just mental. And to to answer your question, like, like we just we just thought, why not? You know, that's basically my default on any of this stuff. Is like why why not? Like why why don't we just? The worst they can say is no, we yeah. we don't like it. Um, and we sent the audio draft, and they were like, "That's awesome." And then I said, "Look, look at Finley's showreel yep. in terms of video, and and that will give you an idea of what, what kind of standard he can produce um, what, with this um, poem." Um, and we're talking to Pat and and they were like, "Great, we'll, we'll go for it." And then when we sent it across, like, they were just so lovely. Honestly, like, I, I, I people like to think. That it's just people walking about in sits, you know, like the SFA, and I don't know what people think, but sometimes they'll just go, ah, the SFA, it couldn't have been nicer, man. It could not have been nicer. Um, so yeah, it was a guy called Jack there who's just lovely, lovely guy, mega encouraging, and said we'll put it out just before the first game.
1: That's incredible, man. That's incredible. Amazing, so, man. So, so mate, looking back at Euros and being you know being the positive guy that you are around scotland how, how do you feel it went and how do you think it looks for the future
0: oh
2: mate craig <laughs> so like so it's growth mindset right that's the thing that you know i get employed by uh, to 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 work with people to 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 help them help children you know and learners and things so yeah. i i really firmly believe in it so uh, It's not just like a positive mental attitude or something like that, but it's like um, what you're looking for is evidence of growth, right? Versus end result. And I think that we're on a journey. We got here through two penalty shootouts, one against Israel, one against Serbia. Okay, we should have beaten Serbia uh, in the time that was allotted to us, but that's football. And... We managed to win those games. Now, for to even be at the tournament in the first place was incredible. Um, I think that's the first thing. And you always kind of check it against a longer timeline than just those three games, you know? Yep. So yep. I, I don't think we did ourselves justice in those three games. I think we can play better, definitely. I, I'm a big believer that like, uh, it, Ryan Gold brings something that we just didn't have in the team. And I think that, you know, he came off an exceptional season in the Portuguese top flight, and I think we missed a trick not having him there mm. um, because he his defensive contributions from an attacking point of view are something that London Dykes doesn't do
1: yep.
2: um, and I think that when the long ball to Dykes wasn't working I'm getting really specific now for this is kind of you know I think when the long ball to Dykes wasn't working we didn't really have a plan B and yep. um, that that kind of came out so Against England, we were exceptional, we were really good, Um, but yeah, 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 oh, we were, we were, we were awesome, but, but it needs to be like, I I suppose what I would say is that needs to be the starting point for, for change, that needs to be like where the players grow from, so they, they, they go back to it and they feel that pain of not performing, they feel that pain of going, you know, we should have beaten England, forget about drawn with them, you know, we should have beaten them that, that game. And that's where growth mindset is not willy. You know, it really looks at what went wrong and then goes, this actually happened, this is fact, you know, this was disappointing. However, how do we harness what was good about it and use that to grow and build? And so but my, my long answer is, uh, is that, but my short answer is we, we could have been better. And we we underperformed. However, I think that we're we're going. It's it's really interesting the next wee while because I think Clark now he's had a lot of goodwill from Scotland fans, me myself included. But growth mindset demands that you don't just rest in your laurels and go, That's fine, you got us to our first major finals, you go for it. And I don't think Steve Clark's that type of guy anyway. I don't think he will rest in his laurels.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But I think that not just because I'm a Rangers fan as well, by the way, but I'm a, I'm a huge Scotland fan and I just want what's best for Scotland. But I think he's going to have to start playing guys like Nathan Patterson. He's going to have to start playing. Well, he did start Billy Gilmore and Billy Gilmore will play every game from now on, I think. Yeah. But, you know, these these the younger generation coming through, that's really where we are now. And we're going to have to do it in the kind of hotbed of unforgiving competitive internationals Mm. because every game's important now. So you don't get wee ditty friendlies where you can introduce younger players. You get, like, um, every game means something, you know, whether it be in Nations League or, or qualifying. And so Nathan Patterson, Billy Gilmore's already shown he can handle it. Patterson's shown he can handle it as well, to be fair. And, like, then you've got guys maybe further afield who are not yet chatting in the door, but very will be very soon like Aaron Hickey and so I think there's all these guys coming up that uh, Steve Clark is going to have to make some brave calls pretty soon.
1: I think it's interesting the stuff you talk about plan A and a plan B and I would agree you didn't necessarily have a plan B Mm. readily available but I think you know when you talk about looking at things long term there's been times that I can remember where there wasn't even a plan A yeah 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 do you know what I mean? It's. to, to have to be there and to have a plan A and to you know that, that worked against England. You know we got did okay, but we want to do better. I think that's the kind of way I'm feeling
2: Absolutely, it.
1: definitely, absolutely, yeah, yeah. So I wanted to ask you. So you said you completed Alba Matter, but I don't believe you. I think <laughs> what what where do you want to take it, mate? What's next for you with the website and with the videos you're making and stuff like that? Where would you like to take it?
2: Yeah, man. I think. Do you know, I'd, sorry, I give big rambling answers. I always apologise for this in podcasts. I do give big rambling answers, but then a big, I write big rambling pieces so people know what they're getting. Uh, do you know, I think, like, working with people is amazing. I love working with people. I think learning's best done in collaboration, and that's always been my my belief, you know. So there's a lovely community of which, you know, we are both a part um, mm-hmm. in Scotland uh, producing some excellent fan-made material. And what I would love to see, and then I can properly retire, right? But my, my big goal would be a fan zone outside Hamden yeah. and trying to pull that together and actually make that happen. Try like having... So at Albemarle, you know, we're thinking about a brain, we're thinking about mental health, we're, we're writing about this stuff. We're, we're talking about that. What I would love to see, even if this was the only thing that albumata brought was like a mental health check-in and check-out from, from home games at Hamden. You know, yeah. even if we had a wee tent outside or something. So this is what I'm thinking. Yeah. I don't know if this is anything that will ever happen, but... You'd be busy on the way out, mate, if you're checking people. <laughs> 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 you have a queue
0: right away. The concert,
2: well, see, all I would do is welcome people in, right? I've got a mate who's a counsellor and a, yeah. um, two mates are got my brother as well, right, who's offered to do counselling. And I'm like you boys would be busy, but I would just welcome people in and give them a wheelie really flitting the way out. So <laughs> happy days.
0: post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today since 2013 Bombus has donated over 100 million socks underwear and t-shirts to those facing homelessness
1: So, mate, let's talk about some football shirts. So, the first question i ask everybody on the podcast is, what do football shirts mean to you?
2: Oh, man. I actually wrote an article about a year and a bit ago about this, and it was like, it's so hard to choose. I think they're the most beautiful thing. I just think they're works of art. Like I know other people have said that on, on this pod before, Craig, but they really are just the most beautiful things and um, from that there's kind of three things for me that like constitute a thought would be like the sponsors a big thing
0: mm-hmm. people
2: don't often think about that but like sponsors it makes a huge difference whether or not I think, oh, top looks good or not yeah and then you've got like the brand whatever that is and then you've got the the badge you know the, the insignia the emblem whatever it is and then um, the way that you represent those three things with the number in the back, or maybe the front, if you're like early, early noughties, like 2002 yeah. two World yeah. Cup type thing. Um, and then you've got like the collar and the cuffs, if you've got a long sleeve, like it's all, oh, there's all these tiny wee things that you need to get right yeah. for, a, for a football kit. Uh, so the three I've chosen, hopefully kind of exemplify, exemplify that, those those things.
1: Nice. All right. Well, look. Let's let's kick off then. We've got the Argentina shirt from the 86 World Cup by Lecoq Sportif. This is a classic. Tell me why you've chosen this one.
2: Oh, it's just beautiful, man. I yeah. don't know, I don't know what you're thinking. Yeah, you're smiling, nodding, but like it's just I think the 86 World Cup, so there's a wee story to this, right? As everything, but like so I, I was born in '84, okay. So of course I can't remember, I can't claim to remember the 86 World Cup, but um I grew up in that an an island, right. It's not like a sob story, I a very happy childhood, but we didn't have, like, loads of money. And we'd certainly, like, the island shops, like, didn't have, like... it's kind of before 442 and all that were coming out, do you know what I mean? So, like, my only kind of window into the world was if my brother, who's, like, six and a half years older, had a VHS with football highlights on it, or that you remember those days, yeah, you kind of... The internet wasn't a thing. You, you either had a VHS of, of like hundred great goals that everybody seems to have. Like I had two copies of that, you know? So yeah. like, I don't know why. And, uh, you know, I was a Rangers fan, so I all already nine in a row yeah. videos and things like that. Um, but there was there was one kind of soccer annual, and I don't know if anybody else, any of your listeners remember this. It's called St. Michael's Soccer Yearbook. right. Mm-hmm and they used to bring out an annual one. Oh, it's the most wonderful thing ever right you can get them on ebay now for like five pounds or something and um i know this because I've, I've bought I've several copies but the only <laughs> thing in our house that we had was in 1987 st michael's soccer yearbook right and it was a huge big thing and you know bigger than a4 slightly bigger than a4 full of glossy color photographs and all that and uh, the first bit was, like, the, the journalism was just exceptional. Like, it was absolutely amazing. So it had, like, huge big pieces for, like, the first half. Yeah. And it was reviewing the 85-86 season with a focus in the 86 World Cup. Had a huge big bit in the middle about the 86 World Cup. And then after that, it had every single uh, fact about every single English and Scottish team where they played, the address, they even had their phone number down. And like, <laughs> yeah, like their max, their max attendances, you know, like everything they'd ever won, their football kit was there. Yeah. So anyway, to come back to this 86 kit, right in the middle of this thing was 86. And so I used to read this for like 10 years. I would devour this thing and just devour information. And of yeah. course, the best players ever played the game, my opinion was, that was his best tournament. And, yeah. he, you know, as a, as a kid, you, you want to just, like, what's the best, you know? So I was saying to my brother, what's the best club team? Like, 88, 89, you know, when I was coming uh, aware of what's the best. And I remember him going, AC Milan, right? shadow of doubt, AC Milan. I'm like, right, cool, okay. So I got that top as well, by the way. Okay. But, uh, but the 86 Argentina team, Maradona was at his absolute height. So for me, that's, like, the peak of football is that thing and because it was in Mexico and it just looked so different from me and yeah. you know on a Scottish island like everything looked sunny for starters <laughs> everything looked massive the Azteca like the, the stills from the Azteca I couldn't believe the size of that football stadium you know yeah. And um, Maradona just ripping Belgium in this kit and like, when you look at the stats, it's like, I know they weren't keeping a record of assists, but he basically, if he didn't score, he assisted every other goal, you know. Yeah, he assisted, yeah. uh, assisted ruminegas in the, not Ruminega, sorry, Ruminegas scored, uh, but Boruchiaga, George Boruchiaga, is that his name, That's in the true. final um, when they when they won
1: 3-2. yeah,
2: And it was just a beautiful wee way to pass and assist. And so basically... That, that strip is a beautiful strip. I mean, I don't need to speak much about it. Everyone knows what Argentina represents and is. You can't get much wrong. But the Lecoq Sportif thing mm. is the, the only time, I think. Or did they do it for 94? Is it, oh, no, that was Adidas. Yeah, Adidas in 94, I think. And they yeah. Adidas in 92,
1: I think. So this might have been the only one.
2: I, yeah. Oh, C- certainly, certainly. And just the triangle that is such a cool emblem. Like, yeah. So you can't get that, that strip wrong. And, yeah. and the black shorts um, really make the Argentina uh, blue and white, like, punch. I think they're just so nice, you know. Yeah. Um, so an Argentina strip has to have black shorts, in my mind. And all those things were, were in one and represented by the greatest player to ever play the game in his greatest tournament in that strip. And that was my first kind of memory at football, going, this thing's wonderful. I don't know what it is, but I want it. You know, just everything about it this strip represents it so yeah
1: you know i think you're right i think it's the whole ensemble and i think it's the way he wears it as well i think like the shorts are so tight and so high yeah socks are pulled up high but the shirt is tight as well and because of his body shape he's yeah like, he's small but he's strong and he's proud his chest is always out it's just, yeah exactly it's so striking isn't it All oh
2: uh, absolutely 100 percent like it, you, you couldn't have yeah, you described it perfectly there. I yeah. think you can see the outline of his of his uh, shoulders, you know, when he's wearing that top. It just kind of hugs him. Yeah. Like, before before tops became, like, really cool and, like, sleek, he, Maradona just looked like that's what he was born to do, man. Just yeah. wear that strip, win that World Cup as captain, be yeah. the best player in the world. It was just the zenith of football for me. Yeah. Absolutely wonderful. Yeah. So...
1: Absolutely. Here we great. go. I love that <laughs> choice, mate. I love it. Okay. So we're coming up with your second choice. So this is the Aventus 94 95 um, Kappa home shirt. It's the blue, it's one with the blue than sponsor. It's the one you're wearing right now. Listeners, there. <laughs> um, so mate, tell me why is this one so special for you?
2: So this would be if the first one was like my introduction to football, this one would be. Uh, And I could have chosen a Scotland and Rangers top, but I just can't. I can't choose a Scotland or Rangers top because they all mean too much. And so many of your guests have chosen different Scotland tops and I couldn't outdo anything they've said. But this 94-95 Juventus top, Juventus won the league by 10 points that year. They had Baggio, Like For me, that that year, Viale was the, the player that just... I've never seen anyone... Strike a ball the way that he, you know, it's a really famous goal. It's a left foot volley. I think it's against Parma away, mm-hmm. and it kind of comes across his body, and you think, oh, it's gone, it's gone too far, and he he just extends his left foot, perfectly catches it full on the dropping ball, yeah. and it rises into the near post top corner, and then he just goes, boom, like arms aloft, <laughs> standing in this top, and. I don't know if he was wearing long sleeve at that point, but I just, I I definitely remember this. That's this top I'm wearing, and it's been with me since then. You know, it's an original. But I I think what that embodies for me is like playing with my brother and my brother's pals. And as an 11 year old, the 94 95 season for me has been kind of, I don't know, I always operate in seasons. I'm sure you're the same, but 94 95 seemed modern to me for some reason. I don't know. I don't know why, but it, I can't remember any players having like long sleeve tops in Scotland before '94 '95. Right. Okay. So like, it was just such a cool thing, you know, like when you're 10 or 11, just these things are really important, like the, the details. And so to be given this a long sleeve top of the player who scored that goal on Gazeta Football Italia, you know, when everybody seemed to be scoring. Belters, if it wasn't Viali, it was like, like the team they had was just amazing. They had yeah. Paolo Sosa in the middle of the pitch, who I just thought had the coolest name going, do you know what I mean? <laughs> and that was a big deal for me at that point as well. I'm like, oh, I love them because of that. I love them because of Viali. I love them because of Baggio. Yeah.
0: Um.
2: And I loved that Baggio came back after the disappointment of the World Cup and had such a wonderful season. Yeah. Uh, that like I felt connected to that through Gazeta, Football Italia. So, yeah. So this top kind of embodies just that that whole nineties um, Saturday morning, waking up, all you cared about is football.
1: Yeah. You're
2: yeah. so excited to go down the park and like make box nets. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Because nowhere in the UK had box nets really before then. So like <laughs> me, and my pals would like. And we'd call them Deli Alpe nets, you know, and we'd like <laughs> go in the courts and kind of would take bits of string and would, instead of the stanchion, you'd pull this, the thing up so that it sat higher. <laughs> um, and sometimes we'd move the goals out so that when you scored, you could run around them like in the Deli Alpe, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and then the guys would come who had actually paid for a court and they like, right, wee man beat it. but uh,
1: Straight off, yeah. Did they keep I, the nets? Did they keep the nets? Is that an innovation they enjoyed?
2: <laughs> Do you know that no, they didn't. They didn't. I think they were. We were. We were actually responsible for ripping quite a lot of those nets. I think, but um, yeah. uh, just the, those memories, you, you can never take them away. And the nineties was just such a special, special decade mm. for for football. And like Rangers were still competitive. Well, they were still competitive. Here's here's how I'll end this on. Uh, um, Rangers drew U V and you know in the Champions League. Yeah, And I just knew what was coming, man. I was like, oh, no, we're going to get humped. And we did, like, 4 now at home, 4-1 away. Yeah. Richard Goff scored away.
1: Yeah, yeah. So,
2: and, they, you know, they were just, like, I'm pretty sure Del Piero actually came on the scene and he cut in, yeah, past Alec Cleland, maybe, on the right-hand side. Oh, of course he did, because he did the Del Piero turn, you know, the one where he... No one had seen it before and he did it against, I think it was Gary Bowling. <laughs> Poor Gary Bowling. <laughs> and, like, you're just thinking, oh, man, we're not as good as, uh, as them. <laughs> I, think, and, uh, I think Italian teams were certainly just felt,
1: it just felt scary when you drew them in Europe. And I was going to say it's nice that you mentioned that because I remember being Celtic fans, right? I remember watching that yeah. game with my dad. We did that turn, and we went and practiced that turn in the garden for a couple of weeks afterwards. So I used to like run up and down the garden trying to do Del Piero's turn.
2: Yeah, yeah. Long, you know. Oh, it was just, and it was, it was so, it was so romantic. you know? It was like, because I don't know about you, we didn't travel abroad much growing up, and like that was a window into another world. you know? The same way the Azteca was in Mexico. Yeah, I'd love to go to Mexico, but I've not yet meant uh, made that, but I have. I'm a huge Maradona fan, my wife and I went to Sorrento for our wedding anniversary, and we flew into Naples. And I had my my Napoli kit on when Maradona turned the bat, you know. So it was like, um, it's funny how these things stay with you still, and they make you feel a certain way. Yeah. You know, you just want you want to be a part of it somehow. Yeah. So like, I know I know Napoli and Juventus are very definitely not the same team, by the way. But yeah. that whole Italian football for me, I wasn't really not a UV fan, you know, I'm, I'm not a Napoli fan, but I'm a fan of Italian football. And it was just yeah. the way either that turn made you feel or the Volley made you feel. Or, a, you know, oh, Van Basten. Yeah. Like, man, oh, wow. There's some videos you return to again and again on YouTube and Van Basten's one of them. You're just like, that guy had everything. What a player. Yeah. Wow. Anyway. <laughs> Mate, this is your third choice, and
1: this one I found very strange because I grew up in Luton, right? I'm, I'm guessing you've got no connection to Luton at all, but you've chosen. None no whatsoever, though. No. Okay, that's interesting. So you've chosen Luton Town. I think this was used between 82 and 84, home shirt by Adidas. Yeah. Um, i tell you what, before we go into it, we'll just describe it very briefly because people yeah. might not know this one. So. It's an Adidas, it has the Trefoil logo, it's white, and it has orange sleeves with blue stripes down, down the sleeves, And three blue stripes, uh, white shorts, white socks. Yeah. Hey, tell me where does this choice come from?
2: Um, for your listeners, if they want to check this out, they haven't run away here, um, please don't. I think this is pure aesthetic um, purposes here. I, I think this is the most beautiful kit ever, ever made. Um, so... First of all, it's Adidas, right? And crucially, it's got the, the Adidas um, stripes down the arm. Mm. It follows into the shorts and the middle stripe is split a little bit. So like- oh, it's, nice. it's so cool. And then <laughs> you've got the, you know, in the, of oh, what do you call it? The top bit of the sock. The, the roll downs. Yeah, you've got the, the three stripes continuing with the same color as the top, which I think is very important. It's yeah. like Argentina eighty six type of thing. And I kind of I think this blend of this color scheme is about as perfect as it gets. Like it's a really, really, really dark blue. So mm. it kind of it looks black, but it's a really, really dark blue. Um, and then you've got like a white background.
1: Yeah.
2: And um you can you can't go wrong with like even even that would be lovely. But then crucially you've got this kind of Valencia-esque kind of burnt orange. So it's yeah. like it's not just a bright orange, it's like it's like a burnt orange. And it's also in the badge. You know, I don't know if that's still Luton's badge, but it's a beautiful yeah, badge. Very like
1: now, yeah, very different though.
2: Yeah. And then you've got the original, you know, you've not just got the three stripes down the arm, you've you've actually got the, the Adidas
1: trifle. yeah.
2: The, yeah, yeah. And so you it's got everything there, and crucially, I, I spoke about sponsors, so just having a really simple tech sponsor, I, I, I find great, <laughs> like absolutely brilliant. So um, Bedford trucks, you know, you can't get much default that, but it's, it's in the same blue as, the, as the, the, you know, the stripes down the arms and yeah, also yeah. The, sh- the shorts. So I think as a pure spectacle, this is the greatest kit that there's ever been.
1: Andy, where can people find your stuff, mate? Where can they find you on social? You've got a website too, all your articles, right?
2: Sure, yeah. So it's at alba underscore matter um, on Twitter. And yeah, if you just Google Alba Matter football, you'll get it. So albamatter.com, it's where we do most of our stuff. And yeah, say hello on Twitter, please do.
1: Fantastic, mate. Well, look, mate, thanks so much for those choices and those stories. It's been really great to talk to you and great to finally meet you as well after all this time.
2: And you, Craig. Thank you, my man. And can I just say for your listeners, don't cut us out. Yours is one of the podcasts that I always listen to. I think you're an excellent host and it's a it's a brilliant podcast, so be encouraged. Keep going.
1: Very kind, mate. Thanks so much. So there you have it. Massive thanks to Andy for sharing his football kit memories of me. Remember, you can follow me, my own collection on Instagram, or get in touch via Twitter or email. Make sure you follow Andy on social, and also check out his website, albamatter.com. The music you heard on the podcast was produced by Eva Led. Check out the music on his Bandcamp site. There's links to absolutely everything I've mentioned in the notes section of the podcast. And finally, thanks to you for listening. If you have enjoyed it, please do spread the word. Give me a follow on social and subscribe to Football Kit Memories on your podcast player of choice. And other than that, I guess that's it. Until next time, I'll see you later.
0: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer.